This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amini. Hi, Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. Yeah, we're all playing peekaboo over in the Hatfield household. And Justin Davis. Scoop. And we've got a great show for you this week. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, Bethesda games. They're going to be first or better or best on Xbox going forward. We've got to talk about the uh, brand new James Bond game that was just announced today from mm. the developer of Hitman Project 007. But first... Uh, last week we were, we were recording as our PlayStation fives were arriving. So we hadn't got to spend much time with them yet, but now we've got a week of PS five under our belt and we can share all of our impressions. First of all, uh, Justin, you do have your PS five. I do. Okay. Okay. Um, who would like to begin? How have you been finding your PlayStation five? Don't don't all talk at once. Um, so I, uh, I've been playing Spider-Man. And uh, I remember all the things I liked about the original Spider-Man, which were all good things. Um, uh, one of the things that's really funny is that Spider-Man looks so much better than the rest of the game. Like every time there's like a cutscene or anything, I'm just like staring at the costume. It's so cool looking mm-hmm. like the fabric and like the detail and like his eyes opening and closing like apertures and stuff like that. And like the city and stuff, it's just I kind of just zip through it now. And that's not the remarkable part. Like the power of the PlayStation is in the cutscenes for me in that game. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Well, especially when Spider-Man is actually a piece of snow with reflections <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. on top of him. Mm-hmm. He looks amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's, there's been some interesting glitches with Spider-Man. Before he turned into snow and trash for some people, um, Brendan got a glitch where it was just the Spider-Man costume torso, completely empty, but like <laughs> fully functional. Like every, And like, you know, he does. He has a stealth mode in this game. So that's yeah. just the that's Halloween theme suit. Yeah, so yes, exactly. So maybe he's porky pigging it while naked. <laughs> Hard to tell. 
So you're talking about uh, remastered, right? Not Miles Morales. I'm talking about Miles Morales. Oh, okay. Okay. Although um, I want to try out remastered, I've really only played Miles Morales on the PS5 thus far. Um, I think Borba just covered up his camera for some reason and <laughs> doesn't want us to see what's going down over there. Um, <clears throat> uh, okay, so you're, you're Sam, you're playing Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, yeah. What do you think about like the PlayStation Five console itself and the DualSense? It's not as snappy as the Xbox, like to get in and out of games, to turn it on, stuff like that. It's just not as quick, but of course, it's a big jump over the last couple generations. The mm. controller, it's so cool. Like, I'm so happy that there's a next gen controller. Um, yeah. We fa- it's just it's just neat. Like the the it feels like it has like that quality of when the Switch came out of like oh there's there's neat possibilities with this controller. But I also know that there's not because. We're going to get this first wave of games and then we're going to get Rumble and then we might get used to it, even if they don't use it in other games. But I'm definitely like, you know, the first time you hold it on the subway and you feel the subway car moving or you you're feeling, you know, any any type of stuff in that game, it feels different and cool. It's not, you know, the most amazing game changing technology, but it's it's neat. It's next gen. It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned the switch, um, because now we know that the same company that built HD Rumble the switch is the company that, that built the haptic feedback for the dual sense what were you gonna say tina i was gonna say everybody keeps saying that um astro's playroom is like a really overlooked um great title for game of the year or at least one of those award considerations um, i've only kind of like briefly pr- played through it um, mostly as like a demo for my brothers who i'm ever trying to get more interested in video games um so it, it is like the controller aspect is really cool because it's it's definitely like the demo showcase for that controller but i've also heard that call of duty um does the same thing Cold mm. war black ops um, yeah does, i mean it's, it's, like yeah. a really right. good showcase for that too yeah. I, just, I haven't played it personally yeah 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 every gun in black ops cold war feels different um, yeah, you mentioned Astro's Playroom. That I, I played through the first level and totally fun. You know, totally charming. I love. I, I was surprised by how much like PlayStation fan service is littered all over the place. My favorite quote about that game uh, comes from our own fearless leader, Per Schneider, who said, "Miyamoto is going to be so mad he didn't make this." <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is Pretty true, bad. though, right? It, yeah. You know, it's like uh, people gave PlayStation a hard time um, with PlayStation All Stars, where like they have to cobble together, mm-hmm. you know, this you know mascots in order to have a chance of competing with nintendo and their nostalgia factor but like i think that's really changed or the playroom team really gets playstation in in a little bit you know deeper more reverential way um i absolutely love playroom i can't get enough of it i think i'm gonna go for the platinum where like i'm not like an achievements guy i don't normally care to do that but i'm kind of obsessed with it and i think the music's really good and really charming and um and I, I find that the experience of playing that game with the dual sense is like so revelatory and awesome. It feels like magic. And it's like the dual sense controller and the and the and the 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 rumble and the triggers are my favorite thing about next gen so mm-hmm. far overall. Mm-hmm. Um it feels like magic. Like Eric, pulling the little uh, have you played the Xbox at all? Yeah. I can't remember it. Yeah, the yeah. It, the the um the controller is just not spe- not special now. Like nope. I, I was lauding it last week, and I still like it a lot, and it feels good. But like the PlayStation controller just makes it not special. And I think I, I'm someone that I didn't like HD Rumble, like doing the ice cubes thing. Like how many ice cubes are in here? Didn't really work for me. I didn't think the Rumble is that strong. I think it's a gimmick, and I think it's so much more impressive in the Dual Sense. And um, 
those triggers, if it, again, it feels like magic that they can feel completely different when you're pulling them in different contexts within the game. Um, I'm I'm so impressed, and um, I, I don't know, like I think that that sort of haptic feedback in controllers, and I know that people are turning it off, like competitive gamers are turning it off because they don't, you know, they don't want to feel resistance when they're trying to line up a headshot in Call of Duty or whatever, but mm-hmm. like. I, I think it's going to be a new standard, like rumbling controllers. Period. That like all triggers are going to have to be that way and feel that way down the line. Mm-hmm. I think Microsoft's going to be left behind a little bit. Uh, did anyone else in uh, Astro's playroom? Anyone else have a little bit of trouble controlling that gorilla mech suit? Yeah, yeah, that's probably my least favorite part. I, I do think that game's a game of the year contender for me, but I didn't love the gorilla mech suit. Is it motion controlled? Yeah, Why sort of and triggers. Stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh yeah did you did we talk about on the show like i I, that the one motion control thing that i think is worth it is that that slight aiming in zelda so when you're like aiming something and you do and then you get to do a little bit of adjustment i wish that was in games like assassin's creed yeah it's so nice it's actually a good little last minute adjustment thing well and it is funny that that's how go ahead tina i was gonna say assassin's creed has a skill where when you shoot an arrow you can direct it is that worth it I don't know, I haven't played it yet. I mean, I haven't gotten to that skill yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've just looked at it and thought, is this worth it? Should I do this? It seemed That's to me like it would be like really difficult to do that, but I guess they probably slow it down and make it like an effect or something. That's what I I've assumed. just been yeah. timid to, to try it out because I want the, all these other skills. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, were you playing anything else besides Astro's Playroom on PS5? I, I actually, um, my new OLED HD, my 4K TV does not get here till next week. Hmm. So I'm saving Spider-Man. Like I don't want to play Spider-Man in 1080p. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I'm holding off on Miles Morales until the TV gets here. And so I I allowed myself to play through Astro's Playroom and um, Sackboy. I figured they wouldn't be so bad to play in 1080p. And so yeah. that's what. Um, let me get a feel for the console and the UI and how much I absolutely love the Dual Sense way more than I expected. But um, no 4K gaming for me yet. One more week. Yeah. I played Spider-Man in uh, 1080 and it looked really good, but then in 4K, like, yeah, it was hard for me to tell with that game. I think you should wait, but I'm just saying, like, I couldn't believe how how good next-gen systems look, not 4K. They look great. Good. Sam, are you enjoying are you enjoying the gameplay of Miles Morales? Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's it's the same as I, it came back to me. That's for sure. You fight yeah. uh, the enemies are kind of frustrating in that game. Hmm. They just are. Like you have to, there's a lot of like countering. It's smart. Like there's a lot of like things you can't just spam. You have to like do like they're doing all the right things. But I also, for me, I actually I'm getting, which is strange for me, getting looped into the story of that game. And I want to see more of it. And uh, the battles are kind of stopping me and slowing me down. And that's just a very unusual experience for me. I know you were trying to beat um, Breath of the Wild in, in Master Quest mode, right? Yeah. Is that still I, going on or has that been I, I can sidetracked? I can sail to the end now, but I'm waiting till I get over this next gen hump. I probably won't play it till after Cyberpunk at this point. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then Tina, are you still mostly playing uh, uh, Valhalla? Yeah, exactly. So I've been mostly on my um, Series X for now, just while I'm burning through that game. And I just got Yakuza, so I'll be swapping mm-hmm. over to that one too. The new one? Was it Like a Dragon? Yes, exactly. And it's like That's, optimized for Series X, so. Well, yeah. Uh, one of the few actual next-gen games we have, so there's like one mm-hmm. of three that you can be playing right now. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so Justin, you're obviously a big Yakuza fan. Yeah. Are you, you going to play uh, Like a Dragon on Series X? 
Well, here's the thing. Like, I love the change in direction there, and I did. I did get a Series X, by the way. I didn't have plans to get one, and I, I one fell into my lap. So mm-hmm. now I have both next gen consoles. Um, and uh, Yakuza has. I haven't played all of them, and Like a Dragon brings back, you know, characters, and and it, it's a even though it's a new protagonist and new plot, new city. It is a continuation of the old games, so I'm worried about playing playing it and spoiling myself for what happens mm. in the Yakuza games I haven't played. Mm. Sure, but it'll probably be fine for standalone if that's all you care about, though. Yeah, it's a it's it's supposedly a, you know I haven't played it, but I understand it was developed to be sort of a perfect on ramp for people that don't have this like you know 20 years of Yakuza history, and then um, you know the characters it brings back and stuff are more just like nods for the for the mm-hmm. longtime fans. Justin, do you have any uh, Series X impressions you'd like to share? Um, I think it's really, really funny that we got to see the Series X console first, and everyone said, mm, I don't know about that. And then everyone, once we saw the PS5, then we all said, okay, maybe the Series X isn't so bad after all. <laughs> I, think the, I, I, I think at this point, after, you know, what, five days of impressions, yeah. I yeah. think the PS5, I'm so impressed with the DualSense that I think it's my console of choice. Like if I, if everything else were equal, I might be inclined to get the PS five version of games, but the console itself, that PS five tower is just the ugliest thing. It's the ugliest thing. Like yeah, I agree. Maybe, maybe I'm going to get over it and get used to it. And after I see it every day for two years, it's I'll not going to let around, you. It's, 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 it's made. It's most of your room. You can't just ignore it. Every, every time you look at it, it gets bigger. <laughs> it's um, true. <laughs> It's like I had to put I, have to, I had to book in my television with them because my yeah. television is sitting on top of my entertainment center. And they neither one will fit inside my entertainment center. So they're both out on top. Uh, and it is very annoying to my wife. It's bigger was, than any cat. Like I was trying to explain to yeah. people how big it was. But what dog breed is it like? Like maybe like an Irish setter, like a Shiba, <laughs> Shiba Inu, like maybe? Shiba. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. I was, was that, was that set up? Did you set that up? No, really? it was very nice like a good coincidence yeah yeah um <laughs> roving I was talking to this, but when when we first saw the ps5 reveal at the ps5 reveal event they um you know you saw that 3d render and the cam was flying around it and i thought it looked great like it had these interesting curves and angles yeah. to it um but it's almost like an optical illusion where like something that smooth and like angular shouldn't be this size like it looks smaller in photographs and then in reality like anything that big i feel like needs to be more boxy and more xbox like in my opinion it's just i, I think it's terrible actually yeah i tend to agree I'm with surprised you surprised that the xbox series x was actually larger than i was anticipating it to be but yeah once the ps5 came i was like oh nope this is as tiny as i was thinking <laughs> so it's yeah relatively perfectly fine <laughs> uh well last week i did promise oh you're gonna say something sam well, no, I, yes, I, I, the, the, I completely agree with the that like going forward, I, I'm I'm torn on which console I'm going to play stuff on still. Like I thought it'd be definitive now, but I think in the end, like the the quickness and the graphics of the Xbox are really really cool, and so I just I just don't know. I guess if it's cross platform, I'll probably go with Xbox. Yeah, that's I mean that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Right now I'm playing. Uh, exclusives like Demon Souls on PS5, and then I'm pl- I've I've moved to playing Assassin's Creed on Xbox. But we'll yeah. talk about that in a second. Okay. I have one more. Like, uh, what's really going to inform? I said because of the DualSense, I'll play things on PS5. But it's actually just going to be where do I have any damn hard drive space? Um, yeah. 
it yeah. is next gen games are crazy like uh my xbox series x is full i've had it for five <laughs> days and it's full because i'm like okay i'll download halo master chief collection okay yeah. i'll download gears of war 5 and then i have call of duty and assassin's creed valhalla on it and like 800 gigabytes are just gone like yeah. it's 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 a big bummer actually and like i know they wanted to keep costs down so that's not why there's a two terabyte option but man those launch hard drives do not feel future-proof at all yeah that's yeah, true for sure um all right last week i did promise i was going to try demon souls and i did <laughs> and i had a pretty good time with it um although I, I got frustrated a lot i played through the first level i spent an entire evening playing through the first level and beating through the first boss it literally took me from like 8 p.m till midnight to do that hmm. Um, so like, there's a lot I like about it. I like the gothic setting. It's a very pretty game. I don't mind the deliberate approach to combat. Um, that you, you know, you can't just like hack and slash your way through it. You have to actually, uh, you know, be very uh, meaningful with, with your, uh, dodges and parries and blocks and all that. But I, what I don't like about it is that, you know, it's very easy to die. And then you get sent back to the beginning of the level and all the enemies are respawning. And you just, I'm, I, at least for me, I'm doing that a lot, a lot, a lot. So I just, I guess I just don't understand like why, like would checkpoints really take that much away or even what if it was just an option? Like in the, in the, in the menu settings, can you add checkpoints people? Mm-hmm. If people don't want them, they don't have to use them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. To, to me, that doesn't seem like that would, it would enrich the experience for me personally. So the, the Dark anyway. Souls revolution was kind of adding more checkpoints, even though they're, they're far between. And I do like the idea from 2D Castlevanias, especially, and Metroid is like this also, um, yeah. where the you get to a dangerous area and you just have to kind of like figure out where the heck they put the save room. Yeah. Like I love that feeling of being <laughs> in an area and being like, you're looking at that sideways map in Metroid or, or Castlevania and you're like, okay, they, it's probably, I probably passed it by now. Like yep. I, I have to have passed the, the save room. Like I love the yep. looking for the save room. I think they're trying to do that in 3D form, but I don't think those games accomplish it very well. And, I, and I'd like, I tried to the come way, back and do that. The way Demon Souls handle it is that there's there's two like um uh shortcuts that you open mm-hmm. up as you move your way through the level. So yeah, like once you hit that first shortcut, yeah, yeah, then yeah, you you lower a drawbridge or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to do everything again. You can do the shortcut, but yeah. you know. So there was actually a story um from earlier today when we we're recording this where they almost at this is kind of different, but where they almost added an easy mode and ultimately decided mm-hmm. to leave it out. So it's Ooh. it's sort of associated because effectively the devs were saying like, well, we want to keep to the, I have the quote, it's the, the project remakes the work of another development team. While we've made some changes, our core driving mantra has always been to preserve the spirit and intent of the original creators. While we considered and discussed an easy mode, we ultimately decided it wasn't replaced, merely being custodians for this amazing game to add something that would fundamentally alter its balance. Hmm. So that kind of comes back to the original argument around an easy mode um, as well in the series, because it's like not to the spirit of the game. Uh, and it's difficulty and it's brutal, um, unforgiving nature when you do fail. Like you're really supposed to feel your death and that's why you get booted yeah. so far back. Um, so that feels like, you know, the same sort of argument around checkpoints and other um, quality yeah. of life advancements. Yeah. It is. I, I think mean, the I, point there is that like they, these games should exist. I'm glad they do. And they don't have to be for you, you know, like yeah. if Damon doesn't like them, I don't want them to change the game necessarily. That's not what I'm sure. saying. You know, we're not saying that. Just I really like I really respect it. that there's a game out there. Yeah, I, I think it's cool that they that it's too hard to play for some people. <laughs> it's great. I don't know, I'm glad I checked it out. Am I going to continue with it? I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I still, you know, I have I, I have uh 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla is more my speed, so yeah. you know it's not really going to pull me away from that right now. Are you watching the uh, Spider Boss right now? This looks amazing. I know. I mean, there are really cool monsters in it. Oh the first boss. That's the plan. Yeah, uh, the first boss in Demon Souls is like a blob that's covered in other blobs and the smaller blobs, and the smaller blobs have shields and spears that they throw <laughs> at you. Neat. That's cool. so creative. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, but speaking of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Tina, you're still working your way through that? Yeah, still so, so, um, happily making my way through that game um, and just really enjoying. I'm now in England, maybe an hour or two in, so still have a bit of progress to, to make before oh, I catch up with Sam. Are, but, are you two hours um, into England? Into England, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, you know, going through my raids and deciding where to make mm-hmm. my settlement investments and whatnot. I did get my wolf mount. Yes, um, yes. Right off the bat, that was like my, my first thing to do. But honestly, I'm not as enthused now that mm-hmm. I actually have this wolf mount. What? Because occasionally my wolf will make like wolfy sounds, yeah. but then I'll look at the wolf and he hasn't like animated appropriately to it. And the wolfy sounds seem a little bit, I don't know, like dubbed over, like if you can call oh, yeah. it that. It's just, that, it, it, it just totally seems a little weird horse. and like out of sync. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't seem like the, you know, such a unique mount um, as I was expecting it to be. But I, I mean, it'd, it'd be cool if that wolf like dove into battle with you occasionally or something like that, you know, or if there's other wolves around, like I, I you get attacked by wolves in that game. It'd be yeah. cool if there's like a little cool thing they put in there where that wolf is like holding its ground or something. Yeah. But no, it just runs away. I would away never like get off my wolf. You would go into raids, though, only on your wolf. Yeah. Like you would just completely cheese through the entire yeah. game. It'd be pretty That'd easy. be the coolest. <laughs> In Breath of the Wild, one of the amiibo lets you call in Wolf Link, and Wolf Link mm-hmm. just fights enemies for you. It's like a really cool, yeah. like that took work to add that to the game. And I think it's really neat. Yep. Maybe we'll, we'll get a Wolf mode. DLC. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm also playing a lot of Valhalla. I think I'm 20 hours total in the game now, making alliances in England. Uh, very so much enjoying it. Screen. Well, that was five hours in, yeah. Um, but. Getting my uh, getting my game onto next gen platforms has not been smooth at all. It was it was a huge uh, headache, huge saga. So first, I was you know I started playing on PS4, so I wanted to play on PS5. Download the PS5 version, um, and I was I was pleased that it just automatically my save was there in the mm-hmm. PS5, so I could I could start my game from right, right where I left off, which is great. But then the sound was all wonky. Uh, there was no dialogue was missing from cutscenes, and then there was no ambient noise like Avor's footsteps as I ran around outside. I thought it was like, you know, like a bug in the game. I like deleted the game, reinstalled it, still there. But what, actually what it turns out is that um, it's like it's a surround sound setting and I, I use a sound bar. I have a fairly, my sound bar is several years old now. And the PS5 is automatically set at 7.1 mm-hmm. uh, surround sound. So you got to go into the settings. If anyone has this problem like I did, mm-hmm. I had to knock it down to just two channel stereo in order for uh, to get all the, and then it just magically started working again all the dialogue was there footsteps are there because it's just those they're placed on different channels that like i yeah. guess my soundbar doesn't have mm. so that was interesting it doesn't mean that i'm not getting any 3d audio effects that the ps5 is supposed to offer so that's a solution i need to figure out at some point in the future mm-hmm. um but then I, I noticed a different problem i called my wolf mount and a gosh darn horse showed up and i didn't have my mounts like none of my my like berserker gear, which includes your mount, didn't carry over. So like, I'm, what am I going to ride a horse like a jerk? Uh, I was like, man, I guess I just got to go play this back on PS4 again. Right, because uh, that's all pre-order stuff we should mention. The wolf yeah. and that berserker gear is just like a pre-order bonus. Yeah, so like, you know, moving up to the PS5 version, that didn't carry over for some mm-hmm. reason. So then I thought, well, yours did? Well, no, to be fair, because I went cross-generate, uh, cross, 
yeah, cross platform, cross yes. family. And that's so I, what, that's yeah, what I so did next. That's oh, what I did. yeah. yeah. That's huh. what I did next. So I got my hands on a Xbox Series X copy of Assassin's Creed, installed that. But then when I booted that up, my save wasn't there because, you know, I, ha- I haven't played on Xbox in so long. My Xbox account is tied to an older, different Ubisoft Connect like, account. I know. And you can't unlink it on your own. I, okay. I had to contact Ubisoft support wow. and I was doing it. I said like eight o'clock PM last night. So I guess oh, I'm no. at least. I'm at least grateful that you can you can chat with Ubisoft support yeah. at 8 p.m. on uh, Pacific time. Mm-hmm. And this took like an hour to figure out because my Xbox account is associated to a Hotmail account. Oh. And I had to like hunt this down and figure out how to get into it. And then they were finally able to unlink it and I could link my current Ubisoft Connect account. And then magically my save showed up and everything was great. Was wow. it a cool but, old email address? It's a, it's um. Uh, I mean, I, it's a little bit embarrassing, but yeah. Uh, you yes. don't need to share it. Share it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not better than my original email account, which was at meowmail.com. No, cool. that Meowmail. existed. Cool. <laughs> um, I had um, the exact opposite experience of you, Damon, but only because, yeah. well, yeah. A, I, technically I had two different copies. So all the pre-order stuff, um, all those bonuses carried over because mm. I effectively, quote unquote, purchased them again. Um, mm-hmm. We obviously, you know, get a lot of, uh, you know, games through, through, um, our official IGN means so it kind of mm. made that system a little bit easier. But like, like you said, it's the save showed up magically right at that point because my my accounts were connected to the right <laughs> Ubisoft Connect email address. Yeah. So it just it happened seamlessly without me doing anything. I literally yeah. just loaded up my Xbox, had the game installing, opened the game up, and there's my save. There's my wolf. There's nice. Um, I did encounter a very fun Easter egg last night in uh, Assassin's Creed that I. I was hoping that I would be the first to discover, but a quick Google search of it uh, found out that I was not. But were you aware there's a Homestar Runner, uh, Strong Bad Trogdor reference? Whoa. No. So when you build your, your tattoo artist's hut in your, in your um, what, Ravensthorpe, mm-hmm. uh, he has a, a note in his hut that says, Tattoo Ideas. And mm-hmm. one of the ideas, I took a screenshot, one of the ideas for a tattoo is a dragon breathing fire with the wings of a bat and arms of a man. Note also, the dragon's arms are very muscular. Good. That that sound that checks out. That's Trogdor. Yeah. Um, pretty good. I'm I'm probably th- maybe 25, 30 hours in, and uh, I have I wanted to give a tip to everybody. Okay. Get your look up the map that shows the skill tree, and then fill your adrenaline points. Uh, really? There's like you can expand them to four, and it's the game is so much more helpful when you can just build up and use special attacks all the time. It feels so much better. Love hmm. it. Yeah, that's good. That's a good tip. I've been ignoring uh, adrenaline points. You're also much farther than me. I started the game last night. Did you make it? It'll be in the title screen next week. Yeah, (laughs) I did. uh, I did two hours last night, and I'm still clearly in whatever the you know early prologue is. And I find the game extremely cheesy so far. So some cheesy, like cheesy gameplay wise, or cheesy like setting and dialogue and characters wise. Uh, both mainly setting and dialogue and characters i also just i'm kind of over like you need to be in the right mood for um like the you know i'm gonna go up to somebody and do a drinking mini game and play a dice mini game well i think this chase this floating page around the map and i'm like man i don't know like this game promised us this game promised us a different vision of like an open world game that's not just a map littered with garbage. And I'm like, it is still just a map littered with garbage. We were sold sure. a bill of goods on that one. Which, <laughs> like, when you when you're in that kind of mood, that can be great. But like, 
I don't know. It feels very last gen to me. Hmm. Get to England. I felt the exact yeah. same. Way. Yeah, I know. And that's the, that's to be clear. That's my like hot take after. I mean, it is two hours. So I had the same take, like, basically. I, I completely agree. I really did not like the first 10 hours of that game, which is too much, too many hours <laughs> yeah. to not like in a game. Like, I acknowledge that. You just got to suffer through 15 hours and then the next <laughs> 70 are amazing. Yeah. yeah. I never want to excuse like- that, but I do that all the time. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> you liked Odyssey, right, Justin? I did like Odyssey a lot. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, I think we, we talked about this a little bit last week. My feeling is like, uh, I don't, I, I like it, but not as much as Odyssey. I prefer the setting in Odyssey and uh, I, I, I miss some changes. Like now you can't tag enemies with your bird. Yeah. And that was like, that was, used to be like my favorite thing. So I remember um, them talking about that of just the auto tagging, making everything kind of mindless, but I'm like, I don't know. It felt like you were a superhero. Like it felt yeah. good to take over bases that way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hold on. I want to show you guys. I want to show you my little uh, oh, little man, my little beastie boy. <laughs> oh, look at you! <laughs> he always goes for the microphone. <laughs> he's po- he's pointing me? at you guys he on the says, screen. Can you yeah. say hi? Can you say hi? Hi, Kino. Well, he can't hear us. Hi. He is, he's, he's he's definitely he's so watching hygienic. you intently. Wait, practicing <laughs> dental care. <laughs> get get that out of here. All right, he's gonna go for a walk. <laughs> I love the mic push. Um, yeah, gosh. it's his equivalent of a mic drop. Uh, the one final thing I've been doing on Xbox is play. I, yeah, I played a little of Ori 2, and so far, so good on that oh, one. Nice. So, Death Space and Ori. Ori 2 and Assassin's Creed. Hey, listeners, it's time to talk about your butt. You know, when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. For years, bidets have been available, but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. Well, say hello to the Hello Tushy Bidet Attachment, here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer cleaner behinds to everyone. The Hello Tushy Bidet cleans your, well, tush, with a precise stream of fresh water for just $79. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80% so the Hello Tushy Bidet can pay for itself in a few months. Because with Hello Tushy Bidet, you might not need to wipe at all. You could be looking at a hands-free bathroom experience. Ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing when you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy Bidet attachment. And every Hello Tushy Bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy HelloTushy.com customers right now and get a clean butt with every flush. Go to HelloTushy.com slash NVC to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to HelloTushy.com slash NVC for 10% off. That's HelloTushy.com slash NVC. Go to HelloTushy.com slash podcast unlocked to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to HelloTushy.com slash podcast unlocked for 10% off. That's HelloTushy.com slash podcast unlocked. Go to HelloTushy.com slash podcast beyond to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to HelloTushy.com slash podcast beyond for 10% off. That's HelloTushy.com slash podcast beyond. Go to hellotushy.com slash gamescoop to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash gamescoop for 10% off. That is hellotushy.com slash gamescoop. 
Hey everybody, Zach Ryan here to talk to you about IGN's new weekly show, The Review Crew. Each week we're gathering folks from all over the gaming community to talk about the biggest and best games. We'll dive deep into each review. It's friggin' awesome about that. All these months just running away from you it in is every direction. Yeah. Talk about the things that we loved, the stuff that needs improvement, and probably have some spirited debates and laughs along the way. Yes! No! Yes! No! We're kicking things off with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but in the coming weeks we're talking about Demon Souls, Xbox Series X, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, PlayStation 5, and Cyberpunk 2077. You can tune in Mondays on IGN.com or listen to the full audio version later in the week on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Hell, you can do both. I'm not your boss. Let us know what games you want to hear about, but more importantly, let us know who you'd like to see on the show. Until then, you're already in the right place with IGN. Let's move on to some news. Uh, the, uh, the eternal question... Probably one of the biggest questions in our industry ever since we found that um, Xbox bought Bethesda is what's going to happen in the future Bethesda games? Are they going to be exclusive to Xbox and are PlayStation owners, uh, gamers, going to be able to play Elder Scrolls 6, Starfield, and others? So we've got a new quote from Xbox CFO Tim Stewart, who says, What we'll do in the long run is we don't have intentions of just pulling all of Bethesda content out of Sony or Nintendo or otherwise. But what we want is we want that content in the long run to be either first or better or best or pick your differentiated experience on our platforms. We will want Bethesda content to show up at the best as on our platforms. So does this clear anything up? Anything up for us? <laughs> no. I, I, well, I think it clears up the fact that they're not going to make them exclusive on a singular their Xbox platform. Um, they, they specifically, because you could have also read into it as like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to say that it's going to be available on PC and on your mobile phones. But uh, yeah. they considering that they now are specifically talking around Nintendo and Sony, like that much has been clarified. So I think that we can set that one to rest. And then everything else kind of is in line with their typical philosophy anyway. Like best could mean it's on Game Pass and therefore it's available to our mm. subscribers and we're rewarding our loyal customers um, with a free game and they're getting it super early and for free, no less, through the Game Pass system. Um, yeah. Or it could mean, who knows, like additional DLC and, and wolf, wolf mounts. Uh, specific to Xbox platforms, so I imagine that they would could opt. They could build it and optimize it on Xbox for like a better graphical quality. I mean, the Xbox is more powerful, so they can make it. They can make it best graphics on Xbox, and of course, PC is always going to trump that. So there's that. Um, I think it's. I think first is significant. Just mentioning that 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 mm-hmm. that just putting that out there because, like, I mean, that's a that's a huge exclusive at that point. You know, if, if the Skyrim comes out, Skyrim two or elder scrolls six comes out, you know, uh, that much earlier on Xbox, like that's, that's a coup right there, man. Like that's yeah. a big deal. Even if it's just six months, right? Like that's just like a long time for PlayStation gamers to just have to watch. Xbox I think one day is it. a long time. <laughs> yeah. 24 hour exclusive yeah i mean sony has that precedent too where they'll do like a week exclusive window which is obviously different than a true exclusive so i, I imagine it'll be somewhere more reasonable than six months because i think six months might raise people's ire i think yeah. i think people kind of expect too much you know bethesda games are not bethesda games anymore they're microsoft games you know mm-hmm. bethesda is a microsoft game studio so um any expectation that these games come to PS5, I mean, they clarified that, you know, yeah, they're really open to it. But, like, that's all above and beyond what is owed to people. <laughs> you know, they bought the yeah, studio sure. and, and they own it now. You know, they're not under any obligation to do that at all. So, um, 
it's it's a bonus if if the game comes six months later or whatever in my view yeah i'm glad they mentioned they, they paid also mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm glad they did that too although hard to it's a little hard to imagine elder scrolls six starfield <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But it's been, but, but all those, all the recent smaller, you know, Wolfenstein's and and Dooms and stuff like that. Like, they, there's been Switch support. Like, they've yeah. really focused on Switch, and I, and I really like that. So, yeah, and of course, Switch is still they're starting to explore uh, game streaming more and more. Yeah, I haven't really heard. You know, they launched Control, but I haven't really heard how that's been doing. If a lot of people are playing it or how well it works. Yeah, I should try the demo for that. Report back. Yeah, you have to try the demo if you want to buy it. Uh, then we got news today that the you know a lot of people for a while have been wondering what happened to James Bond games. Well, Inter IO Interactive, developer of the Hitman games, they've just announced they've got a new James Bond game they're working on, Project 007. Uh, they're called right now, and um, they're calling it a wholly original Bond story in which players will step into the shoes of the world's favorite secret agent to earn their 00 status in the very first bond origin story which i don't know i feel like we've heard that before was it isn't casino royale bond's origin story yes (laughs) this sounds really cool it sounds great but it's not accurate to call it the very first bond origin story yeah there's also james Um, bond jr a really bad cartoon in the 90s (laughs) did they ever make a game on that james bond jr yes was there an nes game there's also a Uh, game called james pond which is ah, that's the joke i was about (laughs) About a duck, it's like a duck no. mascot. No, it's right? a fish. No, fish. It's a fish. It's a fish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are ducks fish? They made... <laughs> That's a question. As like a, a, I've you know, in my life, I've been a vegetarian. I've also uh, eaten fish, uh, which they call pescatarian, which I think is a dumb uh, term. But um, <laughs> I remember looking at menus and being like, oh, like you know, thinking about seafood and fish, and like seeing duck and being like, hmm. I mean, <laughs> on the one hand, <laughs> is pescatarian. On the they're they're uh no ducks are not fish but neither one has hands so <laughs> yeah and both live yeah. in the water yeah they on live the, water. In the water and they eat they eat no, water that's not true. <laughs> they don't both live in the water only one of them lives in the water both water live adjacent. most of their lives touching water <laughs> they're pond animals you can call them that yeah yeah no. i only eat pond animals <laughs> A ponditarian? It includes frogs and toads. <laughs> I like that algae funk. I mean, think about it. if you if you sort of broaden your horizons, uh, Sam, you could be looking at alligator, mm-hmm. which tastes Ooh. a lot like chicken. Yeah, so that kind I of thought could, about that too. Is, is alligator? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like you know, mollusks and and you know, octopi and like everything like that. None of that's yeah. a fish. You know, no, whales aren't true. fish. People eat those. <laughs> Gamescoop does not recommend you eat whales. I bet um, there's going to be some whale eating in, in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, by the way. 100%. <laughs> there's got to be, right? I mean... Yeah. I think yeah. Brandon Tyrell, Sid, in, in his review, he mentioned seeing a whale, but I think the whale was glitched and it was flying. <laughs> I mean, right? What is it? Is it Dishonored, where everything runs on whale oil? Yeah. yeah. All right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and there's... I think it's yeah. I think it's the first dishonor where there's a, a one of the levels takes place in like an oil refinery, and they have like the giant whale that's still alive, and it's like being like I don't know de oil drained, and you can just hear it sort of like moaning sadly. Man, that was yeah, an awesome. Game. Dishonored, and then you know Western civilization in 1890, they both ran on whale oil, <laughs> which is disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Project 007. Oh yeah. 
I think uh, IO Interactive is like not um, maybe would not wouldn't have been my first choice if I said who should make a James Bond game. But now I think about it, I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Because you yeah, sneak around I, and kill people. Yeah. I think it's great. Like, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical of their ability to like bring action chops to it. But, hmm. you, you know, I mean, companies, developers stretch themselves and like, you know, expand beyond what they're known for all the time. So, um, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a really inspired choice of a studio to take that over. What if it's what if it's a real origin story and it's like Persona and he's just in school and you have to do quizzes and stuff? Yeah, I was just trying to see. I thought they were like I O was briefly owned by Square Enix. Does that yeah, yeah. Square right? published Hitman for a while. Um, so I'm looking at sort of their their game output outside of uh, uh, Hitman. They did Kane and Lynch. They did two of those games. Oh yeah, they came from. Oh my god, those games are like it's been a while. Straight sevens, I think, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they tried that game, Mini Ninjas, which was a family-friendly game. But then they were then they returned to Hitman. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, wait, Tina, are you like a fan of the James Bond franchise in general? Um, I mean, you know, I played my fill of Goldeneye, uh, and then loved the movies. But um, so, yes, I suppose yes is the answer. Yes, I'll go with yes. <laughs> but it's just it hasn't felt relevant in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I've never played a Hitman game ever. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun with Hitman. Hitman yeah. games. It's like simultaneously great stealth, but then also super goofy moments. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, I always like them more on paper than in practice of actually playing them. The levels are these big, intricate clockwork puzzles that you kind of have to unravel and unwind. And um, I usually lack the patience for that and end up getting caught or whatever and, and then yeah. getting sent back to the start. Yeah. Um, well, this is just announced today, although they said it's an active development. Uh, you know, they didn't give us any sort of like release window uh, that we can expect. And of course, they still have Hitman 3 that's coming uh, early next year and even coming to Switch via game streaming. Hmm. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hello. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Liam did. And Liam said, happy next-gen release week. I would like to know if the panel are getting any of the four new consoles available on release, and if anyone has opted for digital-only machines. Sam, do you have uh, uh, the digital PS5? I almost got the digital PS5, but I ended up going with the disc model. Interesting. They were, they were hard yeah, to get, so I, one thing, but I wouldn't have minded. It wouldn't yeah. have made a difference. I, I would have gone digital at this point, for sure. You would have? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Same yeah. here. I like... I sort of automatically think like I want the one with all the bells and whistles just because arbitrarily I want to get like the most maxed out version of the console, especially because we're supposed to be putting these things to their, you know, to their ultimate tests so that we can report on them, talk about them. But um, ultimately, I I feel like it wasn't necessary, uh, especially at this point. So Mm -hmm. like all of last generation, I barely use discs anyway. Um, So it feels like a natural progression towards just the digital realm. But no, I have the disc based one. Yeah. Yeah, same. Uh, I I chickened out, and um, like I, I was basically all digital last gen. I think I only have five or six PS4 discs, and everything else, you know, is just installed on my hard drive and attached to my account. So I really should have gone digital only. But um, the thought of like, you know, I get my hands on some PS5 game and oh, I can't play it was like too 
it was too strong and like the fear of that happening i bought the i bought the disc edition even though i don't think there's probably going to be a disc in it for many many months um although i will say one of the two had to be a disc-based console to play 4k blu-rays so yep. um if i want to be able to sure. buy if i want to get lord of the rings in 4k blu-ray which mm-hmm. i do um you know yep. one, I, I had to get the disc version of at least one yeah, yeah. that's a good that's, point that's same thing for me. Although I haven't put a disc into either my PS5 or Xbox Series X yet, I do have a Blu-ray collection that I want to be able to use. Yep. If I had uh, a Blu-ray, I would still buy games. Like I would buy games, hard game copies, because I would occasionally want to get like the nice version of you know Final Fantasy VII to Part Two, you know, or something like that, just to have it in my collection. I do like hard copies. That has nothing to do with how I play them. Liam's actual question is regarding the digital-only future we are getting closer and closer to. It says, do you, do you all think that consoles with only one digital store is going to be healthy for the future? Where I live in Australia, we have lots of competition between retailers and games are usually 20 to $30 cheaper from brick-and-mortar stores than they are on the uh, respective e-shops at launch. For example, AC Valhalla is $68 in-store and $99 Australian dollars digital. If you bought a digital-only PS5 for 150 uh, Australian dollars cheaper, you would have already paid more than the disc version by the time you hit five to eight game purchases. Hmm. So can we sustain a healthy digital-only future if publishers know that we only have one choice to purchase from per console? Uh, n- no, it's a big bummer, yeah. actually. And like for convenience's sake and space sake, I've made the choice personally to go digital-only, but... um. It's it's really bad. Like it's much worse than physical games. A because there's no competition, right? So the publisher, you know, Sony can charge what they want to charge on their store. But B, you can't trade your games or sell your games or loan your games. Or like, I have Miles Morales on my PS5, but I can't hand it to my brother-in-law and say, "Hey, here, play Miles Morales." Like I could if I had the disc. Um, mm-hmm. It sucks. Yeah, um, it's a choice that I've made for me, but um, but uh, it does really bum me out. On, on like on the big picture i guess i'm part of the problem but like <laughs> on, on like a big picture video game industry level yeah i think it's a bummer tina what are your thoughts on this one yeah basically same like it, it doesn't it's not going to interrupt my gaming habits necessarily so it's it's not something that really impacts me personally but i know that other people um tr- try to look towards other markets for those competitive values and then there's of course like the um, moving more in- increasingly into a digital field means you can't resell some of your games. So you get like something back to be able to put forward for whatever future game purchases you want to do. So there's always that as the complicating factor. But then I suppose if those people are moving over into services like Game Pass and whatnot, that is possibly the alternative to look into as things are just evolving into new trends. That's what I was going to bring up. I think subscri- they all, everybody wants to push us to subscription models. Um, PlayStation's really set on it. You know, Xbox is is making the biggest moves and and really trying to get people to subscribe. Like, I think like what what you're going to see is like becomes if everything's all digital, then it's beca- going to become ridiculous to buy sixty or seventy dollar games digitally because they're just going to also be on a subscription service. I will say though, you know, on, on all these uh, digital storefronts, PlayStation Store, Nintendo eShop, I mean, there's there there are games on sale, yeah, every day, right. It's it's not like games don't ever go on sale and you uh, games are just always full price permanently in digital form. You know, there's also a layer of competition between consoles still. Like, who has the cheaper subscription service? Who who's gonna yeah. like? People could start undercutting each other for their store prices, and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Who has Bethesda games? Yes, exactly. That's a pretty competitive <laughs> move. For sure. 
Um, okay, this is Jordan in Chicago. And this is somebody who says, I used to listen all the time years ago and have just picked GameSuit back up over the last year or so. During that time, I've been astounded by just how similar my taste in games is to Damon. Ah. There's not a single officially labeled Damon game that I have not enjoyed. I know there's a lot of discussion to be had on the new generation, but there's also a lot of news this week about a game near and dear to Damon and I's hearts, Hearthstone. I humbly request 30 uninterrupted seconds of Damon talking about what's going on in Hearthstone. I want to hear about his opinion on the new mode, new expansion, and new reward system, which will have launched this week. He's talking about the madness at the Dark Moon Fair. Damon, 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 Damon. Yep. Do you edit yep. these episodes? 30 uninterrupted seconds. Um, he hasn't yeah, started I, yet. I got, I'll let him have them. Okay, <laughs> yes, he hasn't started yet. Uh, did you edit these episodes? Yeah. Okay, why don't you just punch that in afterwards? We'll, we'll leave. <laughs> Sorry, right now. Uh, I still play Hearthstone every day and i know there's a lot of controversy around the update but that doesn't really affect me and my just enjoyment of the game every day i love the battlegrounds mode which is the auto battle system and then i really like the new duels mode that they've added because it's like the single player expansions that break the game in a lot of the ways and allows you to create incredibly uh, op combos and now you can play that mode against other people and you're both just like sort of uh, uh trying trying to see what what sort of crazy deck combos you can each put together that would normally be nerfed instantly if you're out there in the wild. So anyway, still love Hearthstone. I went over by five seconds. Done. Thanks, everybody. That's yep. great. <laughs> Three, two, one. Let's go. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Russell from upstate New York. And he has a little story to share first. He says, hi, gang. First time. First time here. I think he means first time, long time, but I don't know why it would be the first time listener writing in for the first time. <laughs> By that, I mean I'm new. Well, I guess he explains himself. I'm new to podcasts in general, and GameScoop is the first podcast I subscribe to. Oh. I enjoy how personable you all are and how respectfully you discuss your gaming opinions and experiences, even if those experiences differ from each other. So thank you, GameScoop, for giving me something to look forward to each week in this hectic year of 2020. I got my new Series X last week, as well as Nintendo's entry into the 2020 console war with the Game & Watch. And wow, nice. I wish this thing came out, came out a month ago because I have just been staring at the clock all month, anyways, waiting for my uh, next-gen pre-order to arrive. I have never enjoyed staring at a clock more, watching Mario time his jumps perfectly over enemies the exact same way I often fail to do. While the new features and speed of the Series X is undoubtedly impressive, it's inter interesting to me that a brand new high-tech piece of hardware whelmed me less than the small spin-off toy that Nintendo snuck out last week. I truly am a Nintendo fanboy. I enjoy the challenge playing through the OG Marios with OG rules. No rewind and no continues. I was worried that specific flavor of Super Mario Bros. would be lost to time, so I love that Nintendo preserved that. And Sam, you have a game to watch, right? Yeah, I held it up here last week. It's great. What a nice, I, what a nice note. I know. Yeah, um, that was yeah. sweet. I do want to say, if we're the very first podcast he subscribed to, like maybe I don't, I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe you'll like Easy Allies way more than us if he gives another no. one a shot. Who knows? No, I don't think so. There but you actually... don't even know. It's like it's like eating a food and being like my favorite food. <laughs> I found, I found it. I mean, the unfortunate thing is there aren't any other video game podcasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised too after all yeah. these years. What is it like? Can we, we're yeah. only one? Can we make that our slogan? <laughs> Game the only video game podcast. Okay, that's our new t-shirt. <laughs> I can make that happen. Anyway, Russell, Russell from upstate New York, let the questioning begin. 
Hmm. Is this game based Where on a license? We mm, well, no. <laughs> so the reason I I say that, um, like licensed based- products or ad placement might show up in the game, but like the game isn't based on a license. Such mm-hmm. a big hint you just gave us. Yeah, uh, wait, ad placement in the game? Mm-hmm. Feeling generous. Yeah, it might have stacks in it. Is this a sports game? Yes. <laughs> Good one. I think we can get this in three questions. <laughs> I think I'm out. <laughs> I mean, and, and it has yeah. to be a realistic one, right? To have advertisements. Is this game made by EA? Yes. It's skate. I had I definitely had advertisements in it. Um, is this a t- based on a, Yeah, is this based on a team sport? No. Is this based off a sport with wheels? Are you wheeling? Are you wheeling around? No. No. <laughs> that's five. What about golf? Yeah. Yeah. That's does EA Polish golf? Yeah. Yeah, they did I, Tiger Woods for a long time. Okay. Uh, is this a golf-based game? No. Wow. Okay. Tennis is a solo sport, but they never did tennis. I don't think they ever did. Skiing? Snowboarding? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It could be SSX. That was EA. Is this oh, a... Is it really? Is this an, I think so. They public EA Sports Big, yeah. Was this a... Is this a, a extreme... Is this yeah? Is this a snowboarding game? Yes. Yeah. Did this have Uber tricks in it? I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's get it. Not SSX. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably SSX. How many but SSX there are, are there? Tricks in it. Four. Yeah, uh, Damon didn't say no to tricks, so he just says he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like well, isn't it well known that that series has lots that of there's Uber <laughs> tricks? I've never heard of Uber tricks. I mean, it's well known if you've played it. Okay. Um, yeah. I, whatever. I don't. Is it SSX? Damon, do you want to rescind your last answer? Uh, is that is that your guess? I mean, it's an EA oh, snowboarding uh, game. Can, wait, can we get away with? Is this in the SSX franchise? And yeah, because there's be four of towards them. it. Yeah. Yeah, because we asked if this is, is a allowed? Mario game. Yeah, we yeah. asked if this is part of the Mario. Okay, series. yeah, that's true. Yeah, so is this the SSX series? Yes. So there's you SSX Tricky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, all, that's the only one I played. That's there's one, two, and three. And then four is just SSX again. They did that thing. Oh, really? It may, it may have actually had a subtitle. I don't know. Is it the, is it the first game? No. Oh, you saved me. <laughs> I, my, is it the most the recent game? game? <laughs> yeah. Second, third, fourth. Is it the most recent game? No. That's 10. Okay. Nice. So. <laughs> This is why it's we really get. We, we can go up to twenty. Is it the second game? Yes, I think so. Is it okay. SSX tricky? Yes, that's okay. twelve. <laughs> we did it. That was so we stupid. Did it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I the can't one believe that sports. I in that series. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was the one that we talked about. The only one that we knew the name of. Um, SSX SSX tricky. You go ahead, Sam. No, it's just like it was funny that you you said sports were like the second question. Yeah, we never do. We got there fast. Always gets us. It's like sports and puzzle games always screw us. 
I have a I have a real soft spot in my heart for SSX Tricky. I absolutely love that game. It has a gimmick where whenever you build up your special meter and you can start landing these special tricks called Uber Tricks, um, it's tricky by Run DMC plays. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you would think it would get old immediately, and it never ever does. From the very <laughs> first time you hear it till the very end, it just pumps you up and puts a smile on your face every single time. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure I've ever actually played an SSX game, although I would probably enjoy them. They're, yeah, they're on, um, dude. With the, thanks to the promise of like and how cool Xbox continuity is, um, you can buy it. Like you can buy it on X- Xbox backwards compatibility. I think I may have just made that up. <laughs> Weird series yeah, I, to I, abandon I, entirely, though, right? Yeah, Deep, uh, the re- Deep is the, like the only current game that's doing anything like that, huh? I guess um, so. Yeah, snowboarding. You can buy SSX three because it was on the OG Xbox. And now, you know, I think that that probably carries all the way forward. Now it's backwards compatible all the way forward. Is that right? I, I, that's crazy that SSX 3 was on the original Xbox. That's yeah, a long time the, canceled series. Yeah. Because well, uh, then SSX, the remake, was last gen. What does SSX stand for? I don't know. That's a good question. Snow Sports Extreme? It has been gone a really long time because SSX, that remake, was 360. It wasn't yeah. last gen. It was two gens back. Uh, that, I guess that's what I, that's the gen I meant. Yeah. Uh, snowboarding, surfing, and motocross. Okay. But it's only snowboarding. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> and X and motocross starts with M. That's, that's, breaking, that's breaking the law. Someone needs to alert the authorities. <laughs> I guess they uh, want to call it SSM. <laughs> I guess it's like the, well, especially for SSX Tricky, it kind of goes in into the mode of like flipping yep. around and performing tricks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's all. It. I don't know. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense that it's all like extreme sports stuff, but it must be from like a. Is it like a brand, like a licensed brand or something? So it is a licensed game. Uh, the X is cross, right? Motocross, right? Like, but surfing like TNC surf design. Um. Yeah. I just looked it up because it was bothering me. You can buy SSX three on, um, you know, on the Xbox Marketplace now. But for whatever reason, Tricky is not on there. If you want to mm-hmm. play that game in twenty twenty, yeah, and it's odd what what games are there and aren't. I looked for um, Knights of the Old Republic, oh. and that was not not available. Mm-hmm. Dude, anyway, I, I sorry, we can wrap up the show. I I was just gonna <laughs> rant, I was just gonna rant about how good like Game Pass and like your game library is like. When I plugged in my Xbox Series X, like I just downloaded Geometry Wars. Why not? Like it's amazing. Yeah. Like it's amazing, and it feels it just feels like that's how every video game like Console. ecosystem should work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like phones now. They're like phones now. Consoles, uh, consoles are like phones now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> They're like phones now, and also GameScoop, the only video game podcast. The only video game podcast. <laughs> Thank you for the suggestion, Russell from upstate New York. Le- listeners, even though this episode has come to an end for you, we're going to keep recording. We're going to record you right now a 100 questions special. So we have something for you for next week, the week of Thanksgiving here in the US. So uh, we don't have to take the next week off. So I was really scared you were going to st- keep talking about Hearthstone, and that's what you were about to do. <laughs> we're going to keep recording. For a bonus episode, I'm now going to talk for an hour about Hearthstone. 
Um, yeah, we can go. <laughs> that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you to Tina, Justin, and Sam. Thank you to Borba working from behind the scenes. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. We will see you next week with uh, a feast of 100 questions. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. We're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.